Welcome to Marginalia's Daily Readings and Prayers podcast. This podcast is designed to come alongside you in your daily Bible reading and prayer and to help you stay connected with the life and teaching of New City while we're unable to gather in person as usual. You'll want to follow along each day by reading before listening if possible. You can always find our readings in a short prayer at www.newcitycincy.org forward slash social. Today is April 29th, 2020, and our scripture readings are Psalm 18, Exodus 19, 16 through 25, Colossians 1, 15 through 23, and Matthew 3, 13 through 17. I'm Abby Murish, and I'm on staff here at New City. As we begin our time together, let's pray King David's words from Psalm 119. Your hands have made me and fashioned me, Lord. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Those who fear you shall see me and rejoice, because I have hoped in your word. I know, O Lord, that your rules are righteous, and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Let your steadfast love comfort me according to your promise to your servant. Let your mercy come to me, that I may live, for your law is my delight. Amen. Today, I want to look a little closer at Psalm 18. And for those of you New City women who studied 2 Samuel this spring, you might recognize these words. This psalm is a variation on the prayer of David's that's found in 2 Samuel 22. But while 2 Samuel 22 is a prayer specifically of David's, an individual prayer, so to speak, this psalm is a variation on that prayer, and it's designed for a corporate um, gathering. It's a psalm of praise. The Lord has fulfilled his promises to Israel. Even though there were those who tried to thwart the plans of the Lord, David is going to reign as king of Israel, as God promised. He will lead Israel to be a light and a blessing for the nations around them. And this psalm recounts and celebrates that story. And as I read this psalm, there were three things that stood out to me in this passage that I wanted to highlight. First, the way that David describes his situation is eerily relatable for these days. And I found that deeply comforting. In this passage, David describes his emotional state as being in distress In verse 7, he writes that the earth reeled and rocked, the foundations of the mountains trembled and quaked. And then I really like the way the NLT translation phrases verses 4 through 5. It says, The ropes of death entangled me, the floods of destruction swept over me, the grave wrapped its ropes around me, death laid a trap in my path. And doesn't that ring true for us today? Our earth is reeling and rocking. I feel like death is laid before us wherever we turn. And then whatever our particular frustrations and concerns are right now, I don't know anyone who isn't distressed. And you know, I can too easily believe that my personal situation and this cultural moment is distinct in human history that no one before me has borne the burden that I have been called to bear, nor have they known my distress. And that belief quickly leads me to pride or despair. And this psalm reminds me that my experience and the experience of our world at this time is not unique in history. While there may be some distinction to our particulars, God's people have experienced the literal and metaphorical trembling and quaking of the world before. They've known distress. And what comfort is there in that? 
Because as we look to their history, we are reminded that it is God who has remained faithful to his people and his purposes, and that that God is the God I serve too. In this psalm, we also see David taking God's word seriously. As David's world is shaking and his enemies are pursuing him, David resolutely strives for faithfulness to God's word and God's ways. When our comforts are stripped away and the days feel endless, I know that I feel aimless and sometimes a little out of control with the whole situation around us. And I'm sure I know that many of us are facing uncertain futures for ourselves and for those we love. Then you just hop on the news and it's hopeless and despairing. And then there's just the practical decision fatigue we have every day as we decide, should we go to the grocery? Where should we go to the grocery? Should I order this on Amazon? How will I school my kids today? All of that wears us down. And in these days, with this constant pressure and tension, I find in my life that the temptation to sin is great. My anger simmers beneath the surface. I want to be selfish with my time and resources. I tend to turn inward instead of looking to my God and my community. And this psalm reminds me of the beauty and the gift that it is to follow God and obey his word in unsure days like these. Look at verses 20 through 25. David writes, The Lord dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his rules were before me and his statutes I did not put away from me. I was blameless before him. I kept myself from guilt. So the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. When all of the world feels shaky and unsure and we don't know what to do when, we are called to trust and obey God and follow his ways. What that looks like, of course, takes wisdom and it is not easy, but it does bring into focus what we are called to do today. And we can trust that as we walk in his ways, God is at work in our lives. Reading about David's steadfast commitment to the Lord and his ways, I was reminded of these few verses that we just read in 1 Peter a few days ago. And it's a nice tie-in with our Old Testament passage. The Apostle Peter writes, If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or a thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. He also writes that those who suffer according God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. May that be true of us as well. May our suffering not be because we are going against God and his ways, but may we suffer according to his will as these days are unknown and scary. And in the midst of our suffering, as we are following the Lord, let us commit ourselves to our creator who knows us and cares for us. And let us continue to do the good he has called us to. Finally, in this passage, we see that David knows God and rests and takes refuge in him. When I first took a look at this passage to prepare for this today, I was struck by David's intimate relationship with God. In the first three verses, the word my in relation to God is said nine times. My strength, my rock, my fortress. Go read it for yourself. And David's relationship with God is what undergirds this entire psalm. Because of David's knowledge and relationship with God, 
David stands steadfast while his world is shaking and he is in distress. Because David knows God intimately, he follows and trusts that God's word and ways are worthy of allegiance, even when all else is shifting and changing. You know, one goal of this podcast is to foster community. You've heard that before, I'm sure. (laughs) And to encourage personal reflection in this challenging season. So if you haven't already, please reach out to your community group or talk to your roommate or spouse. Text your mom, your dad, call a friend. And here's a question to help you get conversation going. In these days, what is your strength and what is your rest? And if it's not the Lord, what is it? So take some time to think that through. If you think this podcast would be helpful to friends or family, please share this with them and encourage them to subscribe. Links to subscribe can be found at newcitycincy.org forward slash social. Find more resources related to Marginalia's daily readings and prayers podcast by following us on Instagram or Facebook at New City Cincy. And as we close today, um, I invite you to join us in our denomination, the Presbyterian Church in America, in prayer. So I'll be using um, a prayer from the PCA along with Psalm 18 to end our time together. Lord, only you can take ashes and make something beautiful, and only you can take this catastrophe and use it for our good. We cry out for your redemption, O Lord, that we won't be defeated or consumed by whatever comes but that your spirit can actually use this crisis in a way that strengthens us individually, that unifies us corporately, and that teaches us things we could never have known or understood without COVID-19. So Lord, in faith, we thank you, and we watch the horizon, believing that we will see your redemption in an unmistakable way. Lord, you are our rock and our fortress and our deliverer our God, our rock in whom we take refuge, our shield and the horn of our salvation, our stronghold. We call upon you, O Lord, who is worthy to be praised. The cords of death encompass us. The torrents of destruction assail us. The cords of Sheol entangle us. The snares of death confront us. And in our distress, we call upon you, O Lord. To our God, we cry for help. From your temple, we know that you hear our voice, and our cry to you reaches your ears. For it is you who lights our lamp. The Lord our God lightens our darkness. Our God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. For who is God but our Lord, and who is a rock except our God? The God who equipped us with strength and made our ways blameless has made our feet like the feet of deer and set us secure on the heights. The Lord lives. Blessed be our rock and exalted be the God of our salvation. Amen. Take care and have a good day.